Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week, in preparation for Sabbath, April 17th, we look at Lesson 3, All Future Generations. Together, let's examine the life and story of Noah. And together, let's see how the covenant that God made with Noah propels us in our covenant with Jesus Christ. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, everyone, welcome this week to the podcast. Uh, This week, Lesson 3, All Future Generations, and our memory text comes from Genesis 6, verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Simple, straight to the point, uh, talking about a a wonderful story about a real man. And Michael, tell us a little bit about Sunday's, uh, the Sunday's lessons, talking about the sin principle. Yeah, so it just kind of dives right in. And, you know, as we're going through this whole idea of covenant, um, we're looking at the original creation that God created of course, Genesis one thirty one is the lesson points out that everything God created, all of it was very good. Amen. And then, yeah, the, and the challenge is, is that it didn't stay that way. No, and it did not. So, um, we have this, this sin principle, this uh, paradigm shift, this aberration, if you please, where uh, things have radically, radically changed. And so... Really, the, the point of, of this lesson is, is how God deals with uh, humanity. And, um, and we have a number of uh, different uh, verses here that are uh, pointing to this, this idea of, of redemption um, and different ways that people have tried to save themselves. I mean, Genesis 4, 8, which is just one of the examples um, where Cain and Abel are having this little sibling rivalry that just yes. goes on. And uh, it, it doesn't work out so well. And, and of course, Cain kills his brother because he's jealous. He's, he's trying to really save himself. God says, here's the way to do it. Uh, here's the way to sacrifice. And he's, no, I'm, I'm going to do it my way. And, and really, the, the whole, that's really the sin problem, right? Is that we think we can take care of ourselves and we don't need God. Mm. And so all of these are just different examples, different stories. And, and when people forget God, uh, that's when things uh, begin to go terribly. I mean, sin is going terribly wrong, but it just is, it's headed in the wrong direction. It's not the story of redemption. So, um, and this week we're talking about redemption, how God works with people. So, uh, Buster, tell us about, about Noah, the man Noah. You know, the man Noah, it, it's uh, launched off of Genesis 6, verse 9. It says, and this is the story about him. Noah was the only person who lived right and who obeyed God. And uh, it asked just as these three questions. Uh, what, what does it mean to be a righteous man? And this is someone who was found just in God's eyes, right? Uh, this is someone right. who confessed. Uh, the, there's only one way to become righteous, and that's through the righteousness of God. And by confessing, God forgives us. And so uh, he was blameless. Uh, this means that through his obedience, but not through his sinless obedience, through the obedience of his heart, um, God found him blameless. And also that, uh, I love this, he walked with God and Micah 6, 8 tells us a little bit about that. He has shown you a man was the God require of you, but to act justly, love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. He was someone who actually had a relationship with God. As a result, we come across Genesis 6, 8, that 
in the eyes of the Lord, uh, Noah, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, God was pleased with Noah. And I, all this is launched because of his relationship with God, of his acknowledging that God is God and that he is not because of this covenant that he acknowledged that came before God, I surrender to you. Um, and so we see it all the way here in the Old Testament. Uh, so it's amazing to see what God is doing and what he will do. Uh, as I was also looking at this, Michael, uh, as we all come across to Genesis uh, 6, 8, uh, there's, there's a little bit more, something deeper here. Uh, in the contemporary English version, which is where I read from earlier from Genesis 6, 9, uh, Genesis 6, 8, when it says, but the Lord was pleased with Noah. Uh, I, just translating it over to our eight day and age today, which is how is it that the Lord will be pleased with us. Well, it's by righteous living, but it's about, once again, surrendering our hearts and our lives to God. So, um, Michael, with that, with that being said, um, I want to go ahead and ask you the question, what, what about this covenant with Noah? Right. And, and we're back to the theme of the quarterly. So is this idea of covenant, once we've kind of established some of these basic uh, things, um, is, is that God is trying to share the plan of redemption with Noah. Uh, and there's this pivotal verse, Genesis chapter 6, verse 18. It says, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, your sons' wives, with you. And so here we have uh, for Noah, in the midst of the sin crisis, as things are escalating here on this planet, uh, and, and God says, hey, um, I, I have a plan, not only the overarching plan of redemption, but, but I have a plan to make sure that to, to save Noah and his family. And so this is, this is a, um, a turning point, a key moment, uh, because, I mean, the plan of redemption kind of will fail if there's no savior. And so if all of humanity perishes, we're, we're kind of in some, in some deep trouble here. It's true. Um, and, and then part of that is also um, the lesson uh, wants to highlight, and I think this is, is essential here, is this idea of my covenant. Um, it's, not, it's not our covenant, our plan to save ourselves. It's God's plan to save us. Amen. And so God's got a plan for all of us. He's got the big picture in mind. He's got the, the, both the micro and the macro looking at um, redemption, the restoration of humanity. And uh, throughout scripture, we see this again and again. So this is God's covenant. This is my covenant uh, with Noah and his family to make sure that they are saved. And, and, and part of that also is a matter of obedience. Um, if true. there's no follow through, God never forces, but if he offers and, and then, you know, gives the opportunity, uh, and then people don't actually do something about it. There, there's a challenge. There's a problem there, right? And 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 so again, we have a loving God. Doesn't force Himself, but but there has to be some reciprocation, a response. Um, and and that's really what Noah does: is that he um, takes God seriously, takes God at His word, and says, "I will listen to what you're telling me." You know, I, I, I love that, Michael. And as we're talking about taking God seriously and what he has to offer us and uh, bringing it back to us, this word covenant, which actually ties directly into to Wednesday's lesson as well. And I love the, the fact that Housel brings this out, which is the sign of the rainbow. 
uh, Genesis 12, uh, 9, 12 to 13 says, and God said, this is the sign of the covenant, which I, which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you. For all generations, I see, uh, uh, I set my, my bow in the, in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. And here it's asking, why, why would God allow the rainbow to represent or symbolize the covenant? And it's this agreement. If you look at the word we looked at last week, bereath, which is this contract, this com- contract between two or more people. And God is saying, I will not destroy you like this ever again. Uh, And also, I will continue as it represents the past covenants, which is there will be a lineage of people that will come forth and I'm going to protect you. I'll be, I'm going to be with you. And I know that uh, the, the rainbow nowadays has some controversial backgrounds, but, but if we look at the original uh, set setting of this, this is what God intended for it to be. And it's amazing. Now you can look up in the clouds uh, after a, a good rainstorm and see the prisms forming. You can see this rainbow forming and, and remember the story of, of Noah and remember the God's promises to us. Uh, and, and so now, Michael, talk to us about how only Noah was left. Yeah. By the way, before, before we move on, I just want to come back to that rainbow, that yeah, beautiful please. promise, Do right? You know, and I'll, I'll never forget when we were uh, leaving the mission fields, the story I don't, uh, tell very often, but uh, you know, it was kind of a, a tragic situation where we had somebody that actually broke into the place where we were staying, and and um, it was it was not a, a pretty situation. Kind of attacked in in your own home, and and I could have been killed, you know. Yes, and so, I remember that. Uh, thankfully, providentially, my life was spared. But um, it was very interesting. The next couple of weeks, we were traveling, visiting some friends, and down under in Australia and New Zealand, and. I'll never forget how every single day, the next two, three weeks after that, as we're dealing with this trauma, that uh, I saw a rainbow, a rainbow mm-hmm. in the sky. And it just reminded me of this biblical covenant, biblical promise that even in the midst of whatever we experience, no matter how tragic it is, and, and it could have been, I could have died, you know, many missionaries really have. have died and, um, you know, are waiting for the resurrection. And, and that could have been me. But um, in the midst of that trauma, I just remember the promise, uh, you know, God, I'm, I'm placing my life in your hands and, um, and, and to remember that God's still looking at the big picture, that he's still taking care of me. And even had I died, that, that God's plan would still be carried out and filled. And so um, it just has been on a very personal level. Mm-hmm. Every time I see people, it, it reminds me of a very traumatic experience, but then how God brought me through that and his promise to take care of me and my loved ones and so on. So um, I can't help but think of that every no, time. No, when, yeah. when, I th- when I see a rainbow, I still remember, thank you, God, for being that covenant God who cares. You know, Michael, when you say that, it just reminds us that this promise is not only on a macro level, but it's on yeah. a, also on a micro level. This is a promise right. to us as individuals that if mm-hmm. that God is with us and a call for us to be with God as well. And I, I love that aspect that you brought in there. Well, let's let's look at uh, only Noah was left. Genesis seven twenty three says he blotted out every living thing that was upon the face of the ground, men and animals and creeping things and birds of the air. They were blotted out from the earth, and only Noah was left, and those that were with him in the ark. And the point really here is talking about um, as Adventists, we like to use this word called remnant, uh, God's remnant people at the end of time. Uh, what does that word remnant mean? What what are we talking about, right? Yeah. And, 
And so remnant is really just saying, hey, those that are left, like a remnant cloth, it's the last piece of cloth after you make something. It's the little bits that are left over. So, um, and I think that's important because I think some people have this idea that the end time, that it's the super, uh, the super spiritual people that are like super superstars, spiritual superstars that they kind of make it through all the end time events and in the time of trouble and all kinds of different things. And um, and that's not really what the Bible's talking about. It's not talking about spiritual superheroes. It's talking about those who are simply remain faithful. Those Amen. who are who are there at the end. So Noah, his family, they're the ones that were left. Other people had the opportunity. So it wasn't like some kind of super spiritual powers. It was simply obeying God's word, being faithful to what God and God's faithfulness to him, you know, and responding. And so that's what this idea of remnant is. It's saying, hey, they're the ones who are left. Um, and eventually there will be a remnant. There'll be those who are finally left and waiting for Jesus when he comes. Uh, but they're going to be the ones who pay attention. They listen and they respond. And, they, you know, uh, it's it's not their spiritual strength that gets them through as some as I keep saying, the spiritual superstars, but <laughs> but uh, but they're they're simply listening and paying attention to God's word, paying attention to God's faithfulness, His covenant, His promise to save. Amen. You you know what what I love about the Adventist Church is, it's not about who the remnant are that is makes us special. It's not that the remnant are just called to salvation. It's the fact that this church has a remnant message that we're called to spread. I and, and I believe it's the purpose of the remnant that is actually the, the focus that God wants to put on. It's not, uh, look at Noah, what Noah did in order to become the remnant. He spread a message for 120 years. It wasn't heard. And I think it's the same thing, the same call for the church uh, in the last days, which is the remnant message of spreading to every kindred, nation, tongue, and people, of mm-hmm. spreading this gospel to every corner of the earth. That is the key uh, of the remnant, not just we're sitting on our hands waiting for salvation. No, we're called yeah. for purpose. Well, it kind of reminds me as an Adventist historian, you know, 1844, it's been a long time. Yes, and it has. It some really people has. Think, well, maybe maybe Jesus isn't really coming, you know, kind of thing. And it's been just so long and and maybe we're just kind of mistaken or whatever. And and then and then some people are like, well, let's start adding up all these mystical numbers, like 120 years for Noah. So 120 years after 1844, you know, the, the people start doing all these fanciful kinds of numbers and, and kind of. Yeah, mystical. well, I'll tell you what, 1964 wasn't a, wasn't the best of years either. So <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was so, the beginning of the civil rights movement, right? So right, I, I knew exactly what you're talking about, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, and, and, and God doesn't give us, you know, sometimes the precise moment, but he does in his mercy delay. And so whatever time that we have, God has given us as an opportunity, just like Noah's kept doing it. People thought he was foolish, but God is faithful. He will come again. In his mercy, he's granted us a little bit longer, but our responsibility isn't to worry about when the rains come or when the end, the eschaton finally happens. Our only responsibility is to keep sharing the beautiful Adventist message that we have, the good news of a wonderful, loving Savior who uh, died for us and wants nothing more um, than to have each and every one of us be in his eternal kingdom forever. Amen. Amen, Michael. I, I couldn't put in any better words, which is, man, keep keep being faithful and proclaiming the message. Well, I think that puts a wrap for another week. This is Soup. And Swoops, signing, signing out. out. 
As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.